West of Twin Peaks Radio back again on this episode, a first hour vibeathon and a second hour spiritual journey with music from Baby Cool, Babe Rainbow, Healing Potpourri, The Quilters, Skyway Man, Royal Lotus, Rubble Bucket, Regressive Left, and many more. Where else but... West of Twin Peaks Radio with MJ Call on BFF.FM San Francisco. As a young girl Hello, hello, hello. MJ back here with you on BFF.FM in San Francisco. Psyched to have you join me today for an incredible two-hour eclectic mix of music from the Bay and beyond. I've got a ton of brand new tunes ready to roll, as well as a deep chat and sonic dive with San Francisco indie musician Luke Sweeney, who has a very personal story to share about the creation of his brand new LP called Rishi. That's Luke Sweeney off his new LP, Rishi, named after his late baby daughter. The moving story behind the music and a deep dive into the album coming up in my second hyperlocal hour. But first, get ready to vibe out. I've got a full hour of new music that'll get you softly grooving and moving, starting with Baby Cool, the solo project of Nice Biscuits' Grace Cool from her debut LP due sometime next year. This is the first single off it called The Sea.
I'd go for a while. 
trigonometry. Digging the vibes of that first set, bookended by two Australian projects. You just heard the dream pop duo out of Sydney, Royal Otis, with a new single, Kool-Aid. They just wrapped up a European tour and are headed back to Australia for a New Year's Eve show at home. Before that, I played Brooklyn art pop dance band Rubble Bucket and Geometry off their new LP, Earth Worship. They'll be at the Fillmore here in San Francisco on February 4th. I can't get enough of Australian surf psychers Babe Rainbow off their new LP, The Organic Band. I played the song Naxos, and I started with Baby Cool out of Brisbane with the song The Sea. 
This is West of Twin Peaks Radio, and I'm MJ. Thanks for tuning in today to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever, Independent Radio. Underneath me right now, you're hearing new solo music from Black Puma's co-founder, Adrian Casadas, and the instrumental piece, Noble Meadows. Let's turn it up and let the music do the talking. Tuned in to West of Twin Peaks Radio on Best Frequencies Forever, BFF.FM, San Francisco. We'd make 
From Cap Street to the world, this is BFF.FM.
thank you all very much. No thank you, Wand, for the live track of fan-fave song Melted Rope off the new LP Spiders in the Rain, recorded live in 2020 across several venues, including San Francisco, Sacramento, Marin, and Big Sur. So you might have even been there. Although the L.A.-based band are touring monsters, they don't have any more dates booked this year. Before Wand, you heard Toronto's Shirley Hurt and the song Problem Child off her debut LP coming December 2nd. And the set started with the vibey tune Make Love by London by way of Italy synth composer Mela Femina off her new Hello Chic EP. This is MJ, and you're tuned into West of Twin Peaks Radio on BFF.FM San Francisco. Remember, coming up in hour two, a deep dive and sit down chat with Luke Sweeney about the spiritual journey behind his new LP, Rishi. Do not miss this one. But there's still plenty more new music this hour, including this one from Brooklyn based all girl discadelic soul band Say Shishi off their brand new album, Prison. This is Fortune Teller. Thanks for hanging with me today.
I'll take the good times and the bad. I'm always bound to feel sad. No matter which way that I go, I'll find this bus back in the road.
tuned in to West of Twin Peaks Radio on Best Frequencies Forever, BFF.FM, San Francisco. know about you, but that song totally conjures up sounds of both Prince and Sly Stone for me. That was Willie J. Healy with a single, Dreams. He's announced his third album is coming in spring of next year. Before that, another R&B synth track, this one from British musician George Vandeboek, who goes by the project name Yellow Days. I played When Morning Comes off his new EP, Inner Peace. Let's ramp it up a bit and get these vibes moving with a new find of mine, a UK three-piece alt-pop punk band called Regressive Left. They sound like if the Talking Heads and LCD sound system had a baby and then that baby was raised by the B-52s. Decide for yourself. 
This is off their debut album, Wrong Side of History. It's called No More Fun. No more fun. I need a little more time to work it out. Quick shape. So move out of my space. Move out of my face. I believe in you. I believe it's true. But I can't help but think about all the times I was led astray. That felt just slipping away. Life's tougher than you will suffer too Yeah, 
Yes, that was LCD Sound System with a brand new song from the new film White Noise. The song was called New Body Roomba. This is MJ and you're listening to West of Twin Peaks Radio on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever, Independent Community Radio in San Francisco. Welcome to the second hyper-local hour of the show. I last visited with my guest artist today, Luke Sweeney, two years ago when he released an album called Piecemeal. Just before that album was released, Luke and his family experienced both sides of life's spectrum, the birth of his second daughter and her unexpected death two months later. The tragedy led him physically and emotionally on a spiritual journey that became the through line of his brand new LP, Rishi. I chat with Luke about the music and the story behind it in just a minute, but first let's hear the title track of the album, named after his late daughter, Rishi. Rishi, send me down, Rishi, send me from the sky. Rishi, come on baby, Rishi, open my eyes. On the map I might have missed it. Come on, baby 
going? Good. Good to see you again. You too. Yeah, it's been uh, two years. It's right? two, two, it's been over, over two, two plus years. incredible years. Time flies. It's hard to keep track of whatever the hell's been going on, you know, in two years. We last spoke about piecemeal, which had, you know, a song or two, as I recall, that you were saying was about Rishi. Um, and, and you were just like starting to share that information sonically. Yeah, you know? I'd written piecemeal. Um, everything on that album was written before Rishi was born um, or even conceived. So um, it was only after, um, it was basically like finished, like the last mix was sent to me. Um, I think it was a song that I played uh, in the studio with you called Great Wide Ocean. And, yeah, yeah. and that song in particular, um, that was sent to me the, the night that uh, she passed. And um, and just like, you know, I, I basically kind of shut down for nearly a year um, at that point. Um, but like part of our processing of it, when, when I finally was like, okay, you know, am I going to release this this record that has been like over four years in the making now? Um, uh, some of the songs, and in particular that song, it was like, oh, like you know, hearing it and and um, hearing back the lyrics, uh, it felt like it was it was written um, like it was written with her, you know, um, not. Not, it wasn't written for her, but it was like, it almost felt, felt like it was her giving those lyrics because it was one of those lyrical uh, compositions that I didn't, I didn't really take any control over, you know? It kind of was just like, the words were just coming and I didn't, um, I didn't really even know what they meant until uh, much later. That's that's kind of how piecemeal came out. Was just like um, just kind of had this new meaning by the time it finally came out, um, which was cool because um, originally I just made a record, just trying to you know just trying to get a whole bunch of uh, music out there, and um, and then yeah, I didn't I didn't really know what a lot of it meant until later. Um, so so the next step. The next question is, at what point did you feel, at what point were the songs, all the songs on Rishi written, and did you know you were headed toward an album with that much through line of a theme going through it? Uh, not at all. Um, basically what, what, uh, the timeline for that was that I wrote, um, so we had been in India in um, 2017, um, just my wife and my daughter and I, because uh, my wife had spent parts of her childhood um, traveling through India and living in, in temples uh, in India. And 
so we kind of went there to just reconnect with that part of the world for her. And um, it was a, a great experience for all of us. But, you know, I back then in 2017, I, I thought, you know, I was going to be writing all the time and writing a whole bunch of music while I was out there. And um, I did write, you know, quite a bit, just like journaling, but I didn't have, I didn't write anything like musically at all. And it wasn't even until uh, a year later um, when Rishi arrived that, or it was almost a year later, because we came home from India uh, in an astrological reading, we decided to, to try to have another child. And, um, and then when Rishi was born uh, early in 2018, that's when I wrote um, the first song on the record and the last song. So the bookends, basically. Uh, those were written uh, right after she was born. And uh, the last song in particular is very kind of, uh, is more kind of like musically an Indian influence, a lot of Indian influence in there. But both of them just all of a sudden, it was like all that music that I thought I was going to you know, get when we were in India, it all just came, came to me like when she came, when she was born. And then, um, and that was it. And she was only with us for two months. And then um, when she passed, we, we kind of figured out pretty quickly that we needed to return to India um, to, uh, you know, to kind of start our healing journey. And then when we went so it was when we went back to India, um, I only had like my phone and a melodica, but I demoed everything else that's on the record. I, I demoed it um, while we were traveling. You never saw the sign, Cause you were looking too stuff and demoing it um, with the idea of like that I come home and make a record um, it was still just yeah just very much kind of like 
my way of processing um, things. We were kind of just, you know, deep in, in grief and doing a lot of like kind of spiritual soul searching and um, detective work. Uh, we call it like spirit, spirit detective work. Um, trying to understand more about, you know, um, about Rishi and, and about our connection to it in the bigger picture. And, um, so, yeah, I, I didn't, I wasn't writing anything with the idea of making a record out of it. And it wasn't until months later, um, it was, I think, in August when I reached out uh, to my friends, Joe and Roberto, whom I've worked with for years and years. And I just said, hey, I, I think, uh, you know, I have a lot of this material and I don't know what to do with it, but, you know, if you're able and willing um, and we can find the time, then I'd, I'd like to, you know, explore the idea of, of you know, bringing these songs to life and uh, making a record. passing give you a crisis in faith? Uh, I don't really know what a crisis in faith is uh, in terms of like um, like religiously or spiritually? No, just spiritually. Yeah. I mean, you know, because death brings about the, you know, why now, why this, especially with an infant. Uh, definitely made me want to dig deeper. Um, you know, I've, I've always kind of considered myself, I, I was brought up Catholic, but like half Catholic, because my, my dad was never really into it, and my mom was, you know, like kind of grown up Catholic and was trying to raise her kids like that. Um, but yeah, by the time I was like getting confirmed in the Catholic Church, I wasn't, I was already like, kind of sensing a sham, um, but just kind of, you know, kept like a, an open spiritual mindset um, and didn't really 
prescribe to to any religion, and um, and I still don't I still don't really prescribe to any one set uh, religion, but um, but spiritually, yeah, we had to um, we had to kind of uh, start from scratch in a way, and, and um, you know, thankfully we had a lot of good people around us to um, to help with that, and you know, people of all different religions kind of could contribute um, words of wisdom from, from every faith. And for anybody listening to it, um, you know, it's not as, as if it's a dirge of an album at all, because it gives you the childlike playfulness sounds that I think you mixed in that, that remind me of, we're talking about a child, we're talking about an, a, a, a young person, so an infant, and that's the playfulness of it. But then, you know, you get into, and then the, the Indian levels of it. I love the mixture yeah. of some natural sound in there. Yeah, there's quite a lot of natural sound in there from uh, from India, just taking voice memos um, in India. There's, um, yeah, the sound of the Ganges and uh, the honking that you're referring to. There's, because, um, you know, a lot of the, the, the way the traffic moves in India is, is unbelievable. Um, it's uh <laughs> I mean anyone who's like been to New York or even tried to drive in New York um, you know it's seems like a very difficult place to move around in but um, it's a whole nother whole nother world like the way the traffic is there
there's there's so many deep themes to this and it's such a personal record when you're recording it and they know it's such a deep personal album for you is there any like tension there that they're intruding on your thoughts or do they just like buy in and become part of the processing uh, there's definitely moments i wouldn't call it tension but there were definitely moments where just the heaviness of the you know of me like usually just like in the vocal moments um the heaviness of kind of just me you know still very much feeling um, um what you know what the song was about um there were definitely moments where i just had to like i just had to like take a, a breather and you know um or even sometimes in a in a positive way we would finish something and it would just be like all right like i you know <laughs> just need uh, to let it out now <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah definitely where you know there there are always moments in the making of a record i feel like that are they always feel like more um more high stakes than even like being you know up uh and performing ever does sometimes but but this making this record uh there's definitely moments where it's it's just like I was sometimes like completely out of body, um, and uh, and some of those takes are are on there, and some of those takes are probably not on there. But yeah, which brings me to performing any of this live. Literally, it's so personal. Yet you know just putting you in oh let's say a bar scene performing it live it just the two just don't go very well together what are your thoughts about that yeah i've definitely thought about that and you know again i've kind of had to start from scratch uh in a lot of ways like in my you know musical career i've put also more energy than ever into um into casting the, the band around it. Yeah, I have a six-piece band now, so we're gonna be able to pull off uh, a lot of the songs, not just from this record, but from Piecemeal and from Adventurous, um, much, much closer to the record than, than ever before. So we are pulling off uh, quite a few songs from the new record, about half of it, but wow. but not, not the whole thing. Um, yeah, some of them, are just very difficult, complicated, complex musically. And then some of them just emotionally, I don't know. I don't know if I could um, stomach it still at this point, um, especially going like front to back, the whole thing, just being in that. I would probably need like some, you know, just like a whole another six members of the band just to be like shaman holding me up there, you know. <laughs>
Pearl Palace. That's that song uh, was like the first happy song that I wrote um, uh, while we were in India that I demoed there, and that's for my my daughter Pele, and it's about her. So I love that song. This this album is definitely different from anything I've ever done, and it's probably the only time I'll ever do something like this. I don't I don't foresee myself making an album anything like this ever again. No, it's it's definitely a touchstone for you. I mean, it will be throughout your life, though. You know, which which also leads me to ask: Are you working on other new stuff already? Yeah, I've been. Um, I actually was already working on a, a record um, for a couple years before, um, you know, well, basically some of the, the next record to come out is some leftovers from the piecemeal sessions. Um, so it's about, you know, that's how long some of it's uh, been in the works. And I'm hoping that I'm it's like it's like 90% finished it's pretty almost fully recorded but i'm hope, hoping i'll get to finish it before the end of this year and then uh hope to have it out by about this time next year so so a lot of that stuff was older than the rishi stuff it, mm -hmm. you know is what you're saying cuz i'm wondering if there's going to kind of be a um post rishi luke sweeney period that we're going to we're gonna hear and, and, and whether or not that music's gonna sound any um, decidedly different at all. It'll definitely be different, yeah. Um, I don't really stick to genre even in the course of, a, of one record. Um, and um, yeah, I feel like I'll, I'll be, uh, be able to kind of like um, you know, going through all, all of this, I feel like there's a lot of light and, and humor even in the Rishi record, but I, I feel like I'm going to be able to kind of even kick it up another notch. I really appreciate you uh, carving out the time to chat, you know, and I know this is such a, you go through interviews and you do this and it's such a personal uh, topic for you. And I really appreciate your honesty and your, your um, willingness to talk about all of this stuff. And it's a, it's a great album and it's a, you know, for anyone who's going through a progression of grief, it, uh, I think they can find some solace in it. Thanks so much, MJ. Yeah, I appreciate you very much.
Rishikesh, the closing track off Luke Sweeney's new LP, Rishi. Thanks again to Luke for sharing his story and his music, which you can buy or stream on all platforms. And for news and updates regarding shows and whatnot, you can always follow Luke on Instagram at Twitter at CalmPosure, spelled C-A-L-M-P-O-S-E-U-R. This is MJ, and you're vibing to West Twin Peaks Radio on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. Let's keep this hyper-local hour going with fresh music from a band Luke plays live in from time to time. The band is Healing Potpourri, the project of Simi Sahota. This is off his new LP, Paradise. The song is called Here. Sure. Oh. 
that was new music from Skyway Man, a.k.a. Oakland songwriter and producer James Wallace. His new LP, The World Only Ends When You Die, is a little Harry Nielsen, a little George Harrison, and a little Paul Simon stirred together and filtered through the psychedelia of the Bay Area. You also heard my last guest artist, East Bay Band Credit Electric, of their new LP, Out of Love in the Face of a Shadow. I played the track Immunity. And the set started with Healing Potpourri and the song Here. There's more local music coming up right here on West of Twin Peaks Radio right after this. Where does a donation to BFF.FM go? It goes to supporting underground artists in the Bay Area music scene, to the magic of internet radio, to keeping the metaphorical lights on. Donate today at BFF.FM slash donate to keep us on air, independent and commercial free. The official BFF.FM app is now available to download. Stream our live feed, catch up on your favorite DJ's past shows, explore new sounds by genre, or put on a podcast for your daily whatever. Grab it today in the App Store or on Google Play. You're tuned in to West of Twin Peaks Radio on Best Frequencies Forever, BFF.FM, San Francisco. There's a lot of great artists living out in West Marin making music, among them singer-songwriter Jacob Aranda. His new song, Jealous, is about his personal struggles over feelings of unworthiness. And it's lovely. I'm jealous And I don't know what to do I'm jealous I'm afraid of losing you I'm jealous I'm afraid Your love is all gone Oh, I'm so afraid of being alone I'm jealous Such a hard way to be I'm jealous and I'm longing to be free I'm longing to be free But feel so deep There's nothing in this world I can keep Looking through the window 
Tuned in to West of Twin Peaks Radio on Best Frequencies Forever, BFF.FM, San Francisco.
Laurel Canyon-esque song, Pictures on My Telephone, comes from San Francisco Outer Sunset band The Quilters. Great vibe. Before that, another great song from a San Francisco artist, Carney Music, the solo project of Mike Carnahan, who is also the lead singer of the SF Western psych band The Green Door. The song was called What Do You Know? Friends of the show and San Francisco band Caravan 222 moved down to L.A. last summer to give SoCal a spin, and they're doing great. And they're working on a new LP down there. This single sounds like a lament-filled love song to the city they left behind. It's called Good Times. Man, I could have made it. Time I should have saved it. The road, it wasn't paid yet. For a man like me Had a lot of good times Almost lost my mind Cigarettes and cheap wine Just for you and me 
friends are doing it. All your 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 friends are doing it. Best frequencies forever. That about does it for West of Twin Peaks Radio this week. Next week, DJ Webbles and Hangover Sessions takes over this BFF.FM slot. I'll be back in two weeks with another guest artist that I'm so psyched about. West Marin's Kelly McFarlane has a new album out called Bed of a River, and it's fantastic from start to finish. Kelly will join me for a long chat and deep dive next time. I'm going to leave you with the vibey, trippy title track off that LP. See you in two weeks. Be kind. Be well. Peace. The way you see it I was bed of a river in the spring Beneath the surface Stones rolling with every heavy rain Grinding it out Tumbling water and gravity It's a bed of a